0: Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with our new guest host, Gloria. How are you doing, Gloria?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. So, Gloria comes to us with a background in business and personal, trainer, personal training and fitness and a whole bunch of other things. So uh, wondering if you can share a little bit of what you're up to these days. What are you doing now?
1: Definitely. First of all, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited to be sharing my story with whoever's watching. I am currently a personal trainer and group class instructor of two years. And before then, as Luki mentioned, I was a graduate from the business management program at UTSC.
0: Sounds good. So if we can rewind back in time and ask, what was Gloria like as a kid? So if you can share any uh, fond childhood memories, uh, what were you like growing up?
1: I'm not sure I have any fond memories. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But I was a very typical type A person in the sense where I was was a high achiever. I still am today, and I am a very competitive person, especially academically back then. I really wanted to be the best in class, the best at everything. You know, that's my my goal in life was to to be the best at studying. So unfortunately, that was my only purpose or objective (laughs) growing up. And I didn't really have much going on in my life. Mm. So most of my life choices were decided for me. My hobbies that I would take on, the friends I would make, how my time would be spent. Um, One of those hobbies uh, was ballet. And I actually was really enjoying ballet. Something about Music and movement just brings me joy. It never changed to this day. I still enjoy moving around and listening to music. I actually developed a really intense appreciation for jazz music and Mm -hmm. instrumental music due to that and also family influences. Um, But in general, I did not really have a clear direction or a strong sense of identity growing up. As a kid, if, you know, the only thing that you could do outside of your studies was, you know, let's say dancing, you would be very obsessed over it. I was very obsessed with the art of dancing Hmm. and to the point where I feel like I could be a ballerina when I grow up. But uh, that option was not viable as I entered high school because I have to give that up, too, to Hmm. solely focus on studying. Naturally, I became very introverted, very shy, anxious and lack a lot of interpersonal skills. So looking back, is actually quite funny how from as a kid to this moment right now, my job actually pushed me to become a different person. I became a bit more confident. I never thought I would be able to talk to a camera <laughs> right now. <laughs> and um, you could say I made a 180 degree change.
0: That's awesome. I'd love if we digged a little bit more into that life. So it sounded like as a kid, you mentioned uh, cho- life choices were kind of made for you. So. Uh, thou shalt become a ballerina, or at least do ballet. Not necessarily uh, be a ballerina. So was that mostly kind of like the day to day, where it was maybe grade school ballet, grade school ballet, that, that sort of thing. Is, it, is it, was that kind of the routine?
1: Yes, basically. I actually took on more stuff besides dancing because my mom okay. wanted me to be more feminine. Hmm. <laughs> she told me I have to, you know, take on painting, violin, piano, ballet, some singing as well. But nothing stuck. Only okay. ballet, <laughs> um, because that's the only thing I, I could do while I'm moving around. So, right. yes, um, I did that while studying uh, on the side. So, I mean, studying and doing this on the side. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, it's like an, an escape for me besides, you know, reading a book. So, yeah.
0: And can you walk us through a little bit about kind of the, the decision or the process to go from like dancing and all these hopes and ambitions to be a ballerina and then saying nope. Focus on studies, school is important. So like, w- was there a big conversation on that, or was it pretty like you just got no, it? it
1: was just the choice was made already.
0: <laughs> My okay. mom made
1: the choice already. So that you can't do this anymore. You can't do anything else but focus on being the best at school. So okay. I had to cut off every single thing, and I became a very sad and just boring person. <laughs> <And> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know, I think something about ballet brought me back into fitness in a sense. So I'm glad that I came back from that.
0: Okay. So, so in high school, it sounds like you were basically turtled in, right? You were more shy, introverted, basically heads down in books, studying for exams and things like that. Uh, And then you ultimately went into business. Like what was that path? Like was, was it automatically decided you will go into business or was there a lot of uh, Asian parents want you to become like doctors or engineers or something as alternatives. Like what was that process like when you were in high school?
1: (laughs) Yes. So the choice of going into business was not my own, my own choice. I was there, Mm -hmm. but my dad was next to me. (laughs) He made the choice. (laughs) I was there. (laughs) So he thought it was a practical option. And I, I agreed with him. I think it was practical. It's versatile to use a business degree anywhere you want to use it. Even now I can use it. So I went into business, and during my studies, I didn't really enjoy the degree at all. But I was very committed to completing the degree or the program that I just had to. I just had to finish. It. I had to finish it. Um, the idea of being a criminal lawyer actually came to me as well when I was studying, and I took a course on criminal law. It was really interesting to me, but I didn't see myself being a criminal lawyer for the rest of my life. So when I discovered health and fitness. During a difficult time, I found out how powerful it could be for someone who is struggling. And I thought, why not turn this passion into a serious career, which I did. So I'm glad that I was able to actually get out there and try something new instead of sticking to the script.
0: Sounds good. I'd love if we walked through a little bit more of that, the details in the journey. So you, uh, well... Business was chosen for you, so in high school, you sh- thou shalt get a business degree. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. kind of the the credence from from on high, from from dad. Yeah. Uh, and was the choice of business school an option, or did you j- you just uh, pick whatever he, he he decided?
1: Basically, he wanted he wanted me to go to U of T because my brother graduated from U of T, so okay. I had to follow the steps. Okay. Um, and I think U of T was a, great, a good school. It's a great school, actually. One of the top schools in Canada and yeah. the world. So it was not a problem for me to apply and go for that. And I'm happy I got in. I'm happy that I got the degree from U of T. Um, yeah, but then he wanted me to go into criminal law because he thinks being a lawyer would be, you know, the best option out of there, his
0: mm-hmm. option.
1: So I wanted to pursue that as well. Um, it was interesting, but just not as a career.
0: Right. And it uh, sounds like, again, we're, we're trying to get into the, the path where, OK, the path is laid out for you. You have to go here. But at least now you have a little bit of a choice
1: <laughs> where you <laughs> decided not
0: to follow uh, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of that, that criminal law path. And uh, well, I, I know you as as someone who participated quite a bit in uh, some of the student clubs. Yes. So w- was that like part of the plan? Was that uh, your parents co- coaching or, or, or was that you?
1: It was actually me. <laughs> I actually <really laughs> wanted to get into MESA, Management mm-hmm. and the Economic Student Association, because I found it really interesting that I could have resources and opportunities to do something instead of just sitting in, in the room and mm-hmm. looking at books. So I was a really anxious person, as I mentioned before. So during the interviews, I was like, oh, I'm so scared. I I'm not going to get in. There are so many people better than me. But I did. I got in and I was really excited for the opportunities. Um, to work with the Department of Management to create learning opportunities for our students and for uh, other companies to connect with uh, the students, right? So I did the best I could with the resources that that I had. Uh, Unfortunately, during that time when I was in the uh, club, there were not a lot of people who were working with me. They wanted to do their own projects, so it was hard for me to bring ideas into fruition. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean that that's always a path that folks have to go yeah. through, and for the introverts that are out there, so the the studious lot that are listening and um, trying to get really good marks, but they realize, you know what, maybe a student club, maybe something extracurricular is something that I should pursue. Like, what was that process like? Because it it must have been a little bit daunting, as as you said, you're a little bit more shy to I don't know submit the applications, go through the interview process, and and actually now run. Uh, I don't know, a little part of the 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 club and the community. Can you describe us a little bit about what helped you kind of get through, get into and through that process?
1: Definitely. So I was making connections with other students who were in the club yeah. before and also who are trying to get in the club at the same time as I was. So by talking about different experiences, I was able to get a better idea as in how people got in and what they did and what I could do as well. So that kind of mentally prepared me to get into whatever I want to get into and also just to practice, practice a lot of speaking, communication, and take deep breaths. I know it sounds kind of funny, but when you are anxious about talking or meeting people, you really have to control that feeling inside before you can communicate with other people and not stutter. Mm-hmm. So I was learning a lot about that before even applying to the interviews or applying to be joining the club. So if you have a, a difficulty in, in talking, practice pu- public speaking or go on. The communication course that we had at UTSC was really good too. I learned how to take out the fillers when you talk. And that was <laughs> really important as you tried to come off as a bit more assertive and a bit calm that really helped me a lot in my interviews. And also, obviously, interview uh, practice. That's important Mm -hmm. as
0: well. Yeah, it sounds like the first step was kind of surrounding yourself with the folks that are doing similar things and can guide you along a little bit. So those a little bit ahead of you or those wanting to be on the same journey, that can be helpful because uh, when you have like-minded people, then you feel less alone. And then Maybe you had some of them come help help you practice with public speaking, even breathing or yes. things like that. I mean,
1: actually, like deep breath in, deep breath
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and do to do that together and communally makes it just a little bit less cheesy <laughs> because exactly. then then you you feel the purpose and you, you see the the like mindedness. Uh, so so now you got into some of the clubs and, and you're kind of breaking out of your shell a little bit. And then uh, you eventually, uh, it, well, probably through a different path, but uh, ended up traveling alone as, as part of uh, your, um, your, your studies. Uh, can you describe a little bit uh, about that process?
1: Definitely. I think it's a really important moment in my life because I would never thought I could travel alone. You know, my <laughs> parents always tell me about all the danger that I could encounter, how I could get kidnapped or killed. And mm-hmm. so it's not really encouraging for me at all because I, I was already anxious. Mm-hmm. However, I took that step because I knew I had to do something different, something I've never done before. So I actually went to Romania for an internship through Isaac, um, mm-hmm. through TSC. I was there for three months and I was helping a startup company with their online business, um, business development. Okay. So mostly on the computer, emailing with people, interacting with uh, customers or clients on the floor having events with them and it was fun and a bit of a cultural shock, if I have to say, because people there were not used to seeing foreign people. Mm -hmm. So I just had to be a bit more, you know, focused on what I have to do instead of, you know, getting too distracted and also don't take things too personally when people say certain things. Mm -hmm. But um, Yeah. And during the last weekend, I actually went to Prague by myself and there was Mm -hmm. a really last minute. Like decision I made and it was really scary because I was already in Romania alone I'm gonna go to Prague even more alone outside of work no co-workers no friends I made only myself and I only had a backpack with me I messed up the uh, Airbnb booking and I actually was homeless Uh for a night (laughs) they kicked me out because I was supposed to leave earlier that day but I thought I had Mm. until the, the end of the day so I was homeless for a night and luckily I met this girl the night before, the day before. She actually is American. She went to Prague for an internship and I asked her if I can stay over for one night. So I did. And during that night, I could not even you know, take a shower. I didn't have anything with me with my, in my bag because I was gonna shower at the Airbnb. So right. it was a really treacherous trip. I didn't have any data, I didn't have any Wi-Fi or service. So I had to figure out my way around. With no help. But during that difficult time, I learned to rely on myself because I really mm-hmm. had no time to panic. I had to think on my feet and make a quick decision to know where I'm going next. So I found that it was actually a really eye-opening experience. And I became a lot more independent. And I know that if I want to do something, I, I can.
0: So what I took from that is if you want an eye-opening experience, uh, mess up your Airbnb booking <laughs> <laughs> and basically be homeless for a night. Yeah. And then especially if you have no data or Wi-Fi, but yeah. you will learn so much about yourself and how yes. to rely on yourself and, and, and grow in that. And obviously, try not to do that on purpose because that <laughs> would be a really, pretty challenging thing. But realizing that if it does happen to you, that there are ways to improve and uh, I like what you said where like you almost uh, could not panic right because uh, you had to uh, kind of move forward and, and and figure figure that part out I'd, I'd love if you shared a little bit on uh kind of that decision to go there so before you were a little bit introverted you you connected with people you're sort of getting out of your shell now doing these student group things but now this is traveling alone like yep. not even with with friends family or whatever um but And you mentioned that you knew that you had to do something different. Like, what, what was that feeling like? Or what was that calling compulsion, that uh, thing that made you realize that you had to do this? Like, can, can you talk to us a, a little bit about that experience?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's more so like a strong feeling that mm. when an opportunity comes to you, you have to take it. It's just something that I felt like I had to do because yeah. otherwise I would have never done it in my life. When I was growing up, I never had the option or the opportunity to go outside of my comfort zone. So when when I'm in university, this opportunity that came to me, it has to come for a reason. There has to be a way for me to take advantage of the situation to grow. So I took that opportunity and like I did with a career change. So I think that even though it's a big and scary step, you really have to try and, and take that step. It could be scary. It could fail. But at least, you know what you can do and what you try again next time, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it seems like it's a little bit of like listening to your gut and yeah. yourself because the probably the rationality is like that That doesn't make sense. You, you shouldn't be doing that versus right. like, you know what? It's almost like it's pulling you and, and calling you to, to do that. So
1: exactly. And from that, because of that whole situation, also because uh, I have been traveling a bit more now with me or my friend, I got a tattoo that says, why not? Because I need to remind myself, why not do something different? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome because I was chatting with someone and they asked, why something, something? And then I asked them, why not? And they exactly. Were like, yeah, why not? So I think that is possibly a good motto for folks to, to take a look at. It. So, all right. So so you now have this eye-opening experience and uh, you're you're back safe in, in Toronto. <laughs> and then yes. you're... you're Cl- closer to, to graduation, right? So what was that experience like? It, was that more, again, set up for, for you because you're not like in, in a business uh, role, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're, you're in, in personal training. So, so how, how, did that, uh, how did that happen?
1: Yeah. So when I discovered personal training, I decided to take it one step further and go into it as a career. I didn't actually tell my friends about it because I know they wouldn't be the most supportive. But I did spend a whole year studying the course to become certified. I've never been more focused in my life. I didn't go to watch movies. I didn't go to watch TV shows. I didn't go to hang out with friends. And to be fair, it was also COVID. So I was kind of already inside, sure. yeah. <laughs> but I spent the whole year studying for it. And then I applied to be a trainer. I was very anxious because I thought there was so many people out there who are so much more experienced, you know, I wouldn't be picked for sure, but then Again, you never know if you never try. And I did Mm -hmm. get hired and now I'm still working at the same place for two years. So yeah, I was, that was a choice of my own and I was very happy that I was able to make that for myself and not for anyone else or, and not think about too much about other people's opinions of, of what I'm doing with my life. So, um, I think that's what's important, um, for people to do, to consider.
0: Sounds good. I love what you said about you you never know if you never try, right? So obviously it reminds me of that Wayne Gretzky quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So it's very similar. Um, But I'd love if you share, if you're willing to, a little bit on the conversation with mom and dad, right? So you're kind of, Hold up uh, studying yeah. for this personal trainer. Hopefully, you're, I don't know, trying to get a job at one of the, the banks or the consulting mm-hmm. firms is probably what you're, or law firms is probably what your parents are thinking. Yes. And then you spring in, surprise, mm-hmm. I'm personal trainer. Like, h- how does that conversation happen?
1: Yeah, so my dad was actually out of the country for business. <laughs> Like all over the place, so I was, you know, glad I didn't have to like explain to him why I was studying human anatomy and body mechanics, which was very interesting, by the way. Uh, I told him as my cover story is I was searching for a job because of COVID, it's hard to search for a job. So for a whole year, I was searching for a job, but in fact, I was studying for the course. And then after I was done and I I got hired, I uh, I still didn't tell my dad, but my mom knew, Mm -hmm. and she knew it was my choice, and she didn't really. say much about it. And then afterwards my dad knew too because he had to at some point. He didn't really he didn't really have any like comments like trade up too harsh to my face. But he right. was tied in some comments like, Are you looking for a job yet? <laughs> How's the <laughs> job search going? <laughs> yeah, you know, those are right. questions. So um I understand his concerns and even my brother would tell me that, you know, you have to get a sustainable job like everyone else nine to five and i understand where they're coming from because they're used to that structure um however i i really value the idea of um flexibility and i really want to be able to control my own time i think i know when i work best so if i were to stick to like a nine to five it might not be as optimal for me so that's how i know that i want to pursue this but I'm not saying no ever to other opportunities. I'm still searching for different ways to grow and learn, but um, just not the way that they would hope, they would wish for me to, to do.
0: Yeah, what, what I hear from that is at the end of the day, your, your parents want you to be successful. They want you to be happy. And sometimes their idea of success and happiness is the business or the law or the whatever degree. And if you're able to show them kind of your dedication and your commitment to a different path, they're usually uh, accommodating for that. Now, I'm sure there'll be a few comments here and there <laughs> in yes. order to, to poke yeah. at it. Um, but once you can share that, you know what, this is what I'm doing. And if you have that innate feeling that this is what you feel that you're supposed to be, well, take that shot and and hopefully that'll turn well. But you might want to just uh, double check it just to make sure that it's not like a, a fad type of thing yeah. that's happening versus it's truly something that you uh, want to do. Uh, so that kind of starts bringing us to present day when you're uh, n- now personal training pretty much full time. So, uh, what were some of the, the learnings in in that journey? Was it as you expected as you were taking that year to studying through the books, or were there other things that like, oh, I didn't I didn't account for this part?
1: Yeah. So the uh, interaction with the clients was the most eye opening part for me because. As I mentioned before, I was very introverted and really shy. I didn't really have much interactions with people, but now I'm jumping into a customer centric industry yeah. where you have to deal with people every day. And even some people who are less um, friendly, I'd say, So <laughs> you have to learn to be um, smiling at all times, <laughs> to be gracious at all times. So I, I've learned to do that. And uh, patience is something that I have learned. Uh, really important thing in this industry, patience, and obviously professionalism. Um, but yeah, something that I learned uh, was how to be more confident, especially in mm-hmm. public speaking. I learned that the idea of talking to someone is more so to create an experience for the for your audience. It's not about you, but about how, what you want them to experience. So that mm-hmm. actually helps me manage my anxiety a bit better. And um, I'm able to talk to a crowd much easily compared to before. And I learned human, you know, anatomy mechanics on the textbook, which is really interesting. But when you actually translate that into in-person train in-person training, you don't really use those terms as you know as much as as much as you you thought you would, because people don't really understand those um, professional terms. So you have to put them in layman terms and make things simpler for them. So I thought I would have to use things like, oh, uh, abduction of the uh, hip joint, abduction or flexion. I thought I would have to do most of those like explanations, but then I was told to not be so technical. So mm. it was really fun to learn how things actually work when you actually get into the, to the role.
0: And were there any particular things that helped you, like, learn how to communicate more confidently or better? Or was it just doing it and doing it again and doing it again, <laughs> again that, that yeah. helped you do it?
1: Basically, practice makes perfect. Just like anything okay. else in life, practice, practice, practice. Actually, I scratched that. Practice makes progress. <laughs> Not Sure. Makes progress. Yeah. Um, I actually had to go through a test before I could uh, do group classes. I okay. had to train all the trainers in a room. I had to project my voice really loud over the music and there were all trainers in the room. So they would like intentionally disturb the class to see how you (laughs) would handle it. And they would have to test your projection and and how you handle different things. So that was part of the training that I had to go through and also diaphragm breathing Mm -hmm. uh, when they put a weight on your stomach and you have to talk while having that weight on your body. So things like that Helped me um, with my voice projection, and then from there, I was able to be more confident when i when I talk because then I become a bit more loud, and when you're loud, people have to listen to you <laughs> sure so yeah, that was part of the training and the communication part as well when I go through that the test
0: that's awesome, so I'm sure you'll continue to develop in your learnings from either the communication side or biomechanics mm-hmm. side or what have you. And you've already shared a whole bunch of swipe stuff. I wish I knew earlier before, but if there were any other ones that you haven't gone into or ones that you want to emphasize a little bit more, um, do you have like one or two that, that you want to share?
1: Yeah. So I think I basically talked about um, almost all of those things, but one more thing would uh, would be to not let other people's opinions or prejudice control the course, course of your life because you are the main mm. protagonist of your story. So whatever choices you have to make only have to make sense to you and really not not anyone else because you live your own life. Right. I never thought that I would be someone who would go against the current, but mm. I'm doing it right now and I'm actually shocked looking back if I was 10 years old, talking to me right now, I would never have thought I could do this profession. I never thought I could maybe go on a stage and do public speaking without feeling super anxious to have been anxious but not sure. too anxious you know i never thought i could do that but you know never say never take that step take the leap of faith and one last thing is try to go um leave the hurt because only when you leave the hurt will you see a different perspective if you're in mm-hmm. the same group all the time you only see one thing because everyone around you is going to frame that in your head but once you leave that hurt you would see things for yourself maybe differently. There are different ways to solve a problem and different path to a destination.
0: Yeah, I think those are all great words of wisdom. Uh, Some of them are easier said than done for 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 other folks, because obviously, if you have the folks around you, aka mom and dad, (laughs) kind (laughs) of projecting the choices to go against them and and leaving that specific herd can be very daunting. But uh, you're a testament to someone who, who went through that process and is doing something different and able to do it. And I like what you said about the, the speaking part where you are still nervous. Right. And I think folks have this kind of false notion that when you're confident, like you don't have nervousness or like anxiety and stuff like that. No, you still feel it, but you still do it anyway. Right? Sure. So that's kind of the the, the clear path. And uh, yeah, for folks that have those kind of uh, either burning or kind of fledgling uh Passions or interests in, inside them, then maybe spending a little bit of time to cultivate it would be uh, great. So, th- thanks so much for sharing uh, that, Swike. And uh, I'm sure there's a couple that we could uh, dive a little bit deeper into. But if uh, folks want to hear a-, a little bit more about what you're going to be doing, I guess, in the next little while, so some of your future aspirations, and if folks want to connect with you, uh, where could they do so?
1: For sure. You can reach me at LinkedIn at uh, my name, Gloria Sheen, E L O R I A. Last name, S-H-D-E-N. I also have social media, but let me know if you want that (laughs) through LinkedIn first. So message me on LinkedIn and I'll talk to you there.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. And and what are some of the things that folks can look forward to uh, learning more about you or or seeing you do in the future? Are there any projects upcoming or any any things that that you're going to be up to in the next little while?
1: Yeah, definitely more training. You'll see a bit more, you know, that training side. I'm really obsessed with you know, lifting weights right now. If you mm-hmm. don't know, I'm a trainer. <laughs> but um, definitely I'm focused on building my business, you know, building clientele, which, which is what I'm doing right now through working different uh, gyms and having my own clientele. So that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to doing and accepting other opportunities for other projects as well. Um, but yeah, I want to just spread this out there and let people know that you can do anything you want to do and do not neglect your own health because it's really important to show up for yourself because if you don't show up for yourself, you'll not be able to live your best life. You'll not be able to show up for someone else. So um, yeah, I just wanna leave you with that.
0: Sounds good, yeah, health is super important. So uh, if if you need help with that, then reach out to Gloria and thanks so much for sharing your swipe and your uh, story. And hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode.
1: Definitely, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, Gloria. ん